Hi friends, and welcome to the Whole by Callie podcast. This is your host, Callie Kleinschmidt. I am so excited to have you here. We're going to talk all the things spirituality, positivity, and clean living. We are here to help each other live our best lives one day at a time. We are all in this together, and we're going to cheer each other on every single step of the way. So let's go friends, and let's get into it. Let me be your manifestation and mindset coach. Sis, you heard that right. I am officially launching my coaching services out into the world and I'm so excited to get the chance to work with you. If you are looking for the biggest freaking cheerleader of your life, but also to transform your mind, to transform your life with the power of manifestation, I am here to help you. We will do a six week session together and we will work one-on-one hand in hand to get you to living the life of your dreams one day at a time. If you're interested in learning more, head to my Instagram page and click the link in my bio or check out my website, www.wholebycali.com. I am so excited to work with you, sister, and I know that we are going to have massive success together. So send me a DM with any questions and I will be more than happy to answer them. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Whole by Cali podcast. I am so excited to have you here, whether you are listening on my podcast or watching on my YouTube channel. I am so excited for today's conversation. I have one of my dear friends, Elsie, on, and I am just so excited for you to learn a little bit more about her, hear what she does, and just hear all the wisdom she has to offer. So, Elsie, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Callie, thank you so much for having me. I am an online health and fitness coach and a holistic nutritionist, and I currently live in Naples, Florida, but I am a Minnesota native. So that's how Callie and I originally met a long time ago. I'm not even sure. (laughs) Back in twins group. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's so fun. (laughs) But okay. Well, I'm like I said, I'm so excited to have you here. And yes, we met each other from way back when. I would love for you to share your story of how you got started because I've been obviously following you for a super long time. But for those who are new to you, how did you get started as a health and wellness coach? Yeah. So I guess I'm going to go back about like two and a half years now. I've been coaching for about two years, full time, um, all online. And it really was kind of a, a COVID business. I had graduated from college. I got a degree in marketing and entrepreneurship and I hated marketing. I was like, oh. this is absolutely not it. So oh I was just serving and bartending through school and just continued to do that. And then COVID hit and I was kind of forced to like, stop, slow down for a bit. And I was like, Elsie, what do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. And flashback a little bit, fitness and nutrition had always been like my hobby. Even when I was younger, I was active. I played volleyball. I was always interested in it. It was like my passion, but just for personal use. And it wasn't until college, I had actually worked with coaches myself through an eating recovery from an eating disorder, which we can touch on that at a different point. And then through just like my fitness journey personally, I worked with many coaches. So I was really familiar with the industry. I had just never even entertained coaching as a career for myself or even really realized it was an option. So it wasn't until COVID happened and everything was online that I was like, I'm already in this space. 
This is what I love to do. I could do it from home. This is something that I see like longevity with. And so I honestly just said, what's the worst that could happen? Hired a business coach, started basically just from the ground up and went for it. And here we are. Um, Oh my God. Yeah, it was a, a, a real big leap of faith. I will say that. But, but I'm so glad that I did um, take that step because I would not be where I am today if I hadn't gotten out of my comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Holy crap. I love that you were able to like recognize that, like you took what you were passionate about. And like you said, what was, what was your hobby and able to just like turn it into your passion. And that's what I wanted to ask you next is, I love seeing just like the community you've built on your Instagram platform and all of the clients you have and everyone that you get to uplift. And even just like the content that you produce is so value driven. And I wanted to ask you, like, what drives you? Like, what do you love so much about your job? Like what gets you up out of bed in the morning excited? Because like, I can tell 1000% that like you are just thriving and that this is what you are made for. And it's so fun to see you living in that passion and yeah, long story short, what, what drives you for this? Yeah. Tell us that. I love that question. And I know Callie, that like, this is something you're very passionate about is like doing things that do feel in alignment. And that is something that has not always felt throughout my business. Mm -hmm. Um, I've worked with different business mentors. I've done, done things a lot of different ways. And there have been points in my business where I truthfully, I really just wanted to burn it down. I was like, this is not it. I'm not happy. This feels so painful. This feels so like cringy. I hate this. And it was because I was doing things. I was basically trying to build a business that was like, should look like this and not in a way that actually I wanted it to be. So it was building a business that I was essentially setting myself up to eventually resent. (laughs) And I was like, this isn't working. So what really gets me and what got me started in the first place to answer your question is I know exactly how it feels just based off of my personal experience and all of the trial and error, all of the mistakes, all of the growth and transformation that I had to personally go through all the struggles. I know how it feels to sit there and just be miserable and like so unhappy, so stuck, so just not in a good place mentally or physically and being able to help bridge that gap and shed light. I think my favorite kind of content to create is painting the picture And like future casting of, hey, I know you're here right now and I know you're struggling with this and it feels hopeless, but this is where you could be if you just like don't quit. (laughs) That's my favorite kind of content is just to bridge that gap for people um, to the life that like they can have. Because a lot of people just don't even realize that there are answers that, you know, feel good. That And that's something that I like to help people with as well in a different capacity than you, obviously. but it's more so in building their fitness journey in building routine and building habits in building a life and a lifestyle that feels good. That feels supportive, that feels aligned. Cause I think oftentimes when we're doing something and it doesn't feel good, that's when we quit. That's when we struggle with Mm -hmm. consistency, all those things. So I think what really drives me is being able to help people reach that true balance, that true place of like thriving 
because I know exactly how it feels to be in that, that darker place. So without getting too deep, that's why I do what I do in a general sense. Wow. Okay. You said so many things that I really acknowledge (laughs) and that I love and there, Oh, I could just point out so many things. I love that you were able to take your personal story, personal story, excuse me, and just use that knowledge to help other people. Like you said, who are going through the same thing, you know, what it feels like. And honestly, like, that's my whole thing with whole by Cali too, is like, I know what it's like to start out on a mindset and manifestation and spirituality journey. Like I know it's super overwhelming and anything that I can do to help people just like reel it in, break it down, provide the, you know, the resources and education that they need to help them on their journey. Like that is the most fulfilling part for me. And I love that you're doing that too, because I totally see it. And I like how you said you're also, I think you said future pacing and helping them like, see, you know, this is where you are right now, but you can also evolve. Like you can get there. You can like, I am proof. Like I mean, in you, I think that is so cool. Just oh, so much of like so many applause for that. Thank you. Yeah. I, the very first episode of my podcast that I recorded, I titled it, your mess becomes your message because a lot of it, what, like, obviously I work with people who maybe they weren't in a similar exact same spot as me, but being able to share, like share my experiences, my struggles and how I turned it for good, how Mm -hmm. I learned from it, how I grew from it, And like how I am where I am now, despite going through all of that, I think that sheds a lot of hope. And I would honestly rather attract people into my world via hope and like positivity and not just always a lot of coaches tend to just like hammer in the pain points. It's like, oh, you're struggling with this. And they just like, you know, obviously sometimes you do, you have to bring attention to like, hey, stop normalizing xyz and like feeling you know terrible but also i like to just you know come at it from a little bit of a different perspective mm-hmm. and show like hey just because you're dealing with this doesn't mean it's permanent there is yeah. light on the other side so yeah. yeah wow okay so switching gears just a tiny bit do you notice a reoccurring theme that you see a lot in your clients or Maybe that's even the type of person, like your unicorn client, maybe not. Yeah, no, ideal yeah. client. Somebody that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Your ideal client. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a reoccurring theme or a, I don't want to use the word like struggle, but like something that they are working to overcome that you work with a lot? Yeah, definitely. Um, this has evolved as well over the years. As I've evolved as a coach, as I've grown as a coach, who I want to work with has changed. Obviously, like I said, I'm working with a wide range of people, but I find that most of the women that resonate with my content are between the ages of probably like early twenties to mid thirties. They have tried a ton of different things. Um, and basically realized that chasing the smaller body and always just focusing on the physique and, you know, calorie restriction and intense workouts that really was just draining the life out of them. It didn't feel sustainable. They're coming out of that season and they're realizing, oh, there's a better way to do this that actually is going to help support me and like make me feel my best and give me longevity in this process. 
And obviously, you know, I'm all about strength training and fueling your body and supporting healthy metabolism and healthy hormones and things like that. So I think taking less pressure off of obviously, yes, I, I, you know, I love working with clients who have physique goals. Everyone who comes to me has physique goals, but it's a lot of the common commonalities that I see are people who are realizing that eating as little as possible and killing yourself with cardio and, you know, struggling with all of these issues, not feeling good, or maybe having a poor relationship with food, like that isn't working anymore. And so they're realizing, all right, it's time to take a different, different route. And that's where I usually step in and we get them, you know, food freedom and confidence and strength. And we restore their metabolisms. Usually we get into some nitty gritty if they have adaptations that have occurred from hormones and things like that. And so there are a lot of common themes. Everybody's very different. So everybody's experiences are going to make them a unique client, at least, you know, with my one-on-one clients, that's why the program is set up the way it is so that they get that customized support. But there are a lot of common themes that I see. And I usually, that's kind of what I tend to hone in on in my content on Instagram. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I know that you guys are listening. So I want you to know I'm speaking right to you. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's what I was going to ask as my next question. I hear you talk a lot about reverse dieting, you know, the thought you have to get over the thought of like, you can actually eat more and that's okay. Like you can eat mm-hmm. more than you think you need to, to, you know, do your, reach your physique goals and Mm -hmm. other things around that line. And I would love for you to talk more about that, those topics in case that's new to those people, new to my listeners. And I just, I think it's so fascinating because like I do work out, like I do yoga, Pilates, Mm -hmm. cycling, walking, whatever, but I wouldn't consider myself like super knowledgeable in that realm. And I just love learning from you. So I would Mm -hmm. love for you to share. Yeah, absolutely. It is a really honestly, just bizarre concept. And it's very, I would say relatively new to a lot of people. So I'll start with reverse dieting, just because I feel like that's the most important, um, just for the general population and many women. So what happens when someone has been dieting for a long time, we'll just say longer than six months, they maybe start a program or they start a diet or they start something where they're restricting calories or their energy expenditure goes up, maybe they're starting to run or they're starting to do a lot more activity. Our bodies are really adaptive. Our metabolisms are very adaptive in both directions. So when we start to do that and do so for a long period of time, so we don't take diet breaks, we don't take cycles where we step away from the diet, our bodies will adapt to that. It's a natural survival response. So they will slow down functions and basically adapt to preserve energy because it's one job is to keep us alive. So it thinks, oh, we're in, we're in a season of life in the wilderness where there's not as much food. That's what our bodies think. And so if less energy than we need is available, that's what it thinks. Even though food is readily available, it doesn't know that because we're not feeding it. We will find that all of these systems in our bodies start to downregulate digestion slows down. Maybe we're losing hair. Maybe we're sleeping terrible. We have very little energy. We're cranky. All these things start to happen. So not even just on a physiological level, but 
with our hormones and everything, there are changes occurring because our body is, we may lose our periods that happened to me. So there's a lot of things that happen, whether you're unintentionally under eating. So you don't maybe count calories. You're maybe not trying to diet, but maybe you got really stressed and you were, you lost your appetite for a long time. And then you just never got back to eating normally. Those things will throw off our metabolisms and our hormones. And so you may have found that initially you lost a little weight or maybe you saw changes and then it stopped. That's because our metabolism is adapted. So what I do is when that, when someone has been in that spot for months, years, they've been basically living in that diet land. My job is to get them back up to a maintenance intake. So that means we bring food up slowly and basically help reverse all of those adaptations that have occurred while they've been restricting calories or while they've been in that down-regulated state. And so we are able to get food up. And then when food goes up, so does energy expenditure, because it's almost like subconscious. When you have more food in your system, you're going to be moving more. You're going to be energized. You're going to be like, yeah, we'll go get the meal. No problem. When you're dieting, you'll know, oh, uh, I don't want to get the meal today. That's too far to walk. Like you'll find yourself making those decisions. I have a question. So I'm curious how you, I know you said you do mindset as well. I'm curious how that plays in here because I, you know, just like from hearing whether it's like in the news or social media or other people, like people can start to fear food and like they can view foods as like bad or good, regardless of whether they maybe are or aren't. So how do you like because to someone who's used to dieting for months, years, or however long, I could yeah. envision that to be a Excuse hurdle me. for them to work through of like, oh my gosh, okay, I have to, not have to, but I need to start yeah. incorporating more carbs or fats or whatever. Like, so how does that mm-hmm. work in? Because I'm so curious because I could, yeah, I could imagine that being a challenge for some people. Oh yeah. Mindset is, I would say just as big of a focus in my coaching as the protocols because it is, it's a huge mind game because it does, it feels counterproductive for someone who has been always told to lose weight. You need to eat less, move more, right? We, we know energy balance, thermodynamics is still a thing, but when it comes to the, you know, what I just explained, the adaptations, sometimes we've got to give our body what it wants to rebuild that trust. So obviously I explained to them what I just explained to you why this happened and why we need to go the route that we do, because right now they can continue chilling at a really low calorie intake and nothing's going to happen. If anything, things are going to get worse. (laughs) So right now I'm like, what do we have to lose? Let's give your body what it wants and needs. Let's work with it. Let's shift our focus from being as lean as possible to building strength in the gym performance, having better biofeedback, So meaning feeling better, maybe we're now sleeping through the night. We have better energy. We have regular periods. We have, you know, minimal PMS. We're going to the bathroom every day, like all these wins that people normalize. And we also work on a lot of the relationship with food stuff because it is, it's hard to trust that, wow, if I eat more, am I going to gain weight? Well, weight gain does not equal fat gain. And usually we do see a lot of body recomposition changes, positive ones in that 
reverse diet phase. It's amazing how your body will start to, because it's, we're, we're finally getting it out of that stressed state because chronically dieting, chronically being in a calorie deficit or under eating is stressful on your body. So if we get you out of that stress goes down, your body finally starts to respond again. And so explaining the nuances of how that can happen and that like, this is not a punishment. This is us finally taking care of your body again. Um, and when it comes to food, I also, I'd like to remind them that if it was working and if having these like good or bad foods or, you know, bringing more of the, the excitement over having food freedom again. And that's why I do usually start with my clients. If they're in an okay spot mentally for it, we track macros because it shows them that we can fuel our bodies with foods that make us feel good and enjoy a cookie or enjoy ice cream or enjoy things that, you know, socially we can have a life and it's not the end of the world and we can still make progress. And so finding that balance again is half of half of the battle or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being more inclusive, obviously, like I am an advocate of choosing whole foods that like are going to fuel your body internally. We are, we usually underestimate that, like our bodies respond well when they are fed real food. I know, you know, this, yeah. <laughs> and so when we don't do that, we're going to run into more issues, but I'm never going to be one, especially just with where I came from. I'm never going to be one to say, don't eat this, or this is bad restriction like that creates fixation. And Mm -hmm. that's just going to set us up for way more issues when it comes to, well, you can restrict that food for a while, but you're going to be so obsessed with it that eventually you're going to like eat 15 cookies and make yourself sick versus just having one and moving on because food is not moral. (laughs) It's not good or bad. Um, so that guess very long-winded answer to how we navigate some of that, but it's, it's a process. It's definitely a process. (laughs) No kidding. I am recognizing this in myself too, because when I was in college, I was a vegan for like three years. And I definitely think that I teetered on the line of being like, you know, too extreme. Actually, I know I was too extreme with it. Like constantly worrying about what I was going to have for my next meal, constantly like stressing about if we were going out to eat and like, if I would have foods available to me, taking advice from others on the internet on, you know, just like unhealthy practices, like eating a box of cereal a day or eating like 12 bananas in one sitting, or I didn't do that, but like, you know, this, <laughs> it, it was, I have so much compassion for my younger self because I, you know, at that time I didn't know any different. I didn't know any better. And I thought I was being healthy, but like, I totally wasn't like I was too extreme with it. And I totally had to change my whole mindset around it. 1000%. And it took a while, like even today, still like it's takes time. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. So I'm acknowledging everything that you're saying. It's so true. And it's, yeah, like I said, it's just interesting to think back on that and have the point of view for my own story. Yeah. And it really does. I, I was the same way. So I went from basically like an extreme, like orthorexia, like very clean eating to 
trying to fit in a ton of other foods, but still having this poor relationship with food where I was mentally restricted. I was like searching for this fulfillment in food that I just wasn't getting. I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't allowing myself to be fueled or satisfied. And it took a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of inner work, a lot of coaching, um, and honestly, a lot of maturing in my relationship with food to finally just be like, even where I am now, which is still, it's a constant work in progress. I like to say that, you know, any, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know anything. (laughs) And so like, it's just kind of like the more you get through it, the more you're like, well, I, I mean, you know, I'm using this as an opportunity to learn, but I still have room for improvement. And that's, that's part of the fun. (laughs) Totally. I totally agree. I think that is, yeah. Like mic, mic drop moment for sure. Like it's so true. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The more you learn, the more you don't, you realize you don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to ask you too. And I, say this with like, I know no one's perfect. I know that we don't all have a healthy balance, but you seem to have a good balance. However you want to use that word of work, fun, working towards your goals, being in the present moment. And I know we've already talked about it, but like that food freedom, like going out and having a cocktail with your friends and also eating your, your bison burgers at home or however that looks for you, just like, you seem to have a good balance and I know it all comes down to that mindset, but I would love for you to share maybe how that approach looks for you, or if you have any advice or words of wisdom, because like I said, I just, I think you do a beautiful job. And now I know it's probably not all of the time, but I just wanted to recognize that within you. Yeah. Thank you. And it is, it's like I said, a work in progress. Um, first things first with my relationship with food, like I said, I'm in a better place now than I ever have been, but ask me that maybe a year ago or six months ago, like it maybe looked like I had it figured out, but I was still, I just was still working on it. And I think that a big part of it has to do with your mindset in how you're approaching your, your day-to-day habits. Mm -hmm. So for me, it wasn't until we're always going to feel restricted if we're going into, let's say our approach to nutrition with the mindset of like, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. But when I started to experiment and just really, really hone in on what makes me feel good, it's like, I no longer feel the need to cheat on my diet. Or if I do overindulge, it's, it's honestly rare these days, but I, I know that like, the only difference between being more and less full is just more time before I need to eat again. You know, there's no moral, it's not a guilt thing. So there's so much more flexibility then to be able to just have my normal routine and not question. Nothing really throws it off. Nothing makes me question like, Oh, because I'm traveling now, obviously it's, you know, different navigating things when you're not in your home or not in your normal life, but I always just make decisions from like, how do I want to feel today? Mm -hmm. And so if I want to feel good today, I want to have good digestion, good energy, be able to focus. I'm going to probably make the decisions that I know make me feel good. Yeah. I love just breaking it down. Like I don't, I overcomplicated it for so many years and I did the same thing. I was eating 
oats and all these things that I like didn't really love because I thought that's what healthy was, you know, from Pinterest or Instagram, but it didn't make me feel good. And so just really dropping, honestly, like all the BS and just figuring out. And it, like I said, took a lot of experimenting, but finding foods that made me feel good and managing my stress levels, because you're not going to feel good anytime if you have a high stress. Yeah. But also the, the social aspect of it has actually really helped because we, especially as someone like I live alone. I moved across the country away from my family. So I didn't have people there 24 seven anymore and having even like basic social interactions, it honestly really does help bring you into the present moment. Kind of like you said, so being more intentional about that and just appreciating like, Hey, I am so glad to even be in this moment with these people. It's not about the food. It's not about the drinks. It's not about anything. It's just about being here. Like you know, that's what my main intention is. And it makes it a lot easier to stay present. And like, I've never had the, I've never really been one to drink a lot, but when I do drink, I drink, you know, what I think is going to make me feel like the least gross. (laughs) And then I just, you know, I like to practice moderation as simple as it is. And so I hope that answers your question. I don't think I do a perfect job, but at the end of the day, how you handle situations like out or situations like weekends or things like that, it's going to start with how you handle each decision every day in mm. terms of, are you taking care of yourself most of the time? Cause if you are, it's going to be a lot easier to do so when maybe circumstances aren't perfect, you know, or aren't, you know, you're going to make the most of what you've got available. So that's kind of to summarize. Yeah, no, I like what you said about like making the decisions of what's going to feel good for me today. What's going to continue to make me feel good. And Mm -hmm. just like you said, being with your friends, being with whoever it is and just appreciating that moment. And it kind of just has that trickle down effect. It helps you just be present with whatever else you're doing throughout that day. And I think that's so beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. For sure. Yeah. Okay. My last question before we start to wrap it up is if someone is looking to start out on a new journey, whether that's building their physique, maybe they want to have a healthier relationship with their food and their mindset, what is some actionable steps someone could do or what's some advice you could give them? That's a really good question. So a little bit hard because it's obviously very dependent on where they're at right now. Um, but I would say start small, the very basics. So I tell my clients this when they are struggling maybe with adherence and they want to make a change in protocols. I say, let's master the basics again first. So by that, I mean, we're strength training regularly. You don't need to train seven days a week where some of my clients will train three, four, days a week, but we're focusing on strategic strength training, progressive overload. We are eating enough and we're eating in a balance. So we balance out our macronutrients. I honestly, for someone who maybe is just starting out, you don't need to track your food, but are you eating three balanced meals a day, at least with a protein, a carbon, a fat? That's our basics. Are we drinking enough water a day? (laughs) Like I would say, 
there's a general like, oh, drink a gallon a day. If you're only drinking 20 ounces of water right now, double that every week, just incrementally, slowly get up there. Are you getting average movement and like getting outside? Like get some steps in, just walk more. It's a very easy thing. You don't even need to go crazy. Don't run. You know, if you don't love that, just walk, just walk more. We don't need to take extreme measures. If someone's just starting out, the best way to go about it is something that they can sustain. So if you don't think, hey, I can't, I can do this for a really long time and not hate my life, then it's like, you're going to fall off in two weeks and we're going to be back at square one. So what can you manage today? Like what's manageable? What small changes can we make? And really, I would say starting with those basics, like let's get movement in, let's get you strength training. Let's balance out our meals. Protein is going to be key. Even if you can do nothing else, but increase your protein, you're golden. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like those basic things, um, that's what I would recommend for somebody who's like, just basic. I want to get healthier. That's where I would start them at. Okay. Um, Those are half of your question was about. No, I think that's a good approach. Like for both, like if they're wanting to do, you know, eat healthier or work on their physique, like, I think that is the perfect answer. And even Mm -hmm. from my own experience, like, like I mentioned, I do a lot of Pilates and cycling and yoga and I got inspired by you actually. And I wanted to start doing more strength training and I have a Peloton and they also have different workout classes and different programs. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to use one of their programs and I'm going to start doing more strength training. But then as I was looking at the programs, I saw that they had a beginner's one, like beginners, six week strength training thing. And I was like, well, I feel like I'm not a beginner because I've done it before, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to start here. Like this is, I'm going to relearn the basics to make sure I'm doing it correctly and to make sure that I'm setting myself up for success. And I'll tell you what, like, even though it's a beginner's program, it's still so impactful. Like it's sufficient. It's 30 minutes, but I'm also feeling internally like the shifts and I have loved, I've loved it. I've loved it so much. And I think that that is the perfect advice for anyone looking to start a new journey. So thank you for sharing that. That was great. Yeah. That's awesome. Honestly, it's like slow and steady wins the race. I want them more focused on the process, not the outcome. So you can just focus on what small check boxes today will push the needle forward instead of like, I've got this whole mountain to climb. How am I going to get there? What's the next step? Just like the singular next step that we can take. So it's way easier when we break it down like that. It's less daunting. It's easier to stay consistent. It's less overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. And And that that can be applied for like literally every single goal anyone has in life. Just focusing on what's the next step. What's the next thing? What's the next actionable thing you can do for sure? 100%. Yeah. It's like those bite-sized chunks for sure. It is. It's with anything. Yeah. Don't don't try to, you know, do bite off more than you can chew. Totally. Okay. Before we wrap it up, do you have any closing thoughts you want to share or anything else before, before, yeah, before we wrap it up? No, I think this was great. Um, I know that it can be overwhelming if anyone listening is just like, what just happened? Like that was a lot of information. Um, don't be overwhelmed. There's a lot that goes into it. But like I said, when we start just with the basics, that's the most important. And when we can just minimize those variables, it's, it's a lot easier to see what's really going on. Um, 
I do, I know we'll touch on this, but I do have a lot more information um, on my Instagram page, on my podcast, so much free value for you guys. And I would love to connect. That's my literal favorite thing. I have a very love hate with social media, but talking to people like real people, I, I still use it for that. I don't know if other people do, but <laughs> having conversations and getting to know people is my favorite thing. So if you listen to this and you're like, I just want to know her, then please shoot me a message and let me know because I would, it would make my day. Yeah. For real. Absolutely. I love it so much. Yeah. Share your, and I will have it linked below, but like share your Instagram handle, your podcast. And even I know you do, like you mentioned earlier, your one-on-one coaching program. I would love for you to share some more information on that too, if you are taking new clients and it would be, yeah, just great to know. Absolutely. So in real time, I believe this is launching mid-July. We will be um, one week away from launching a brand new group coaching program. However, which this is a teaser, I think when this launches, everyone else will know. Um, I also am still taking one-on-one clients and that will be um, intermittently just throughout the next few months. So the application for that, for both of those programs can be found on um, in the link in my Instagram, which is at LC underscore Seberg. And basically the difference is just the amount of touch points. However, if you're somebody who is just starting from like square one, the group program and that amount of accountability, and basically it's just going to help you cut through all of the misconceptions, all of the, the muckiness out there. It is so hard to get solid information these days from Instagram or TikTok and like know who to trust. And I want to make it as clean cut and easy to actually apply the principles. I'm very much so a research backed person. So I'm not just throwing random information out there. Like I want to know the science behind it. And you guys shouldn't have to do that research. So I give you literally the blueprint of how to go about building this. The new program is called Lean Lifestyle. So if you are looking to just kind of eliminate all of the guesswork and stress of finding that balance and that easy routine that just feels good and natural and gets you progress without just feeling like it's sucking the life out of you, then I think that would be a great place to start. My one-on-ones obviously have higher access to me. It's a little bit more hands-on. However, both are super valuable. It just depends on where you're at. So it's nutrition and training. Um, Obviously, those are both key aspects along with all the education and mindset and accountability support that you need to see progress long-term. So that's a little bit about those programs. And you obviously can find way more information by DMing me or just looking at my, my Instagram page. Yeah. And you guys seriously, like go follow her because I seriously learn something new every time you post, like it is such valuable and action driven content. And I just, I eat it up. Like I love it. And I know that so many others do too. And yeah, uh, just, just so so awesome. Yeah. You're so sweet. I definitely have fun. I'm, I'm not, I am not a great, um, I would say like reels person, but it is fun to just like have to laugh at myself and just go with it. Yeah, <laughs> so same here. Get a, if know. nothing else, you'll get a giggle out of it. <laughs> yeah, I can relate totally, man. 
Well, Elsie, thank you so much for being here. This was such a great conversation. I feel like we could have talked for like a million more hours because yeah. I could have asked you so many more questions, but this was so great. And again, you guys, everything will be linked down below. So be sure to go check her out and I'll be back next week, friends. I hope you have a great day with so much love. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Whole by Callie podcast, sis. I really appreciate you being here. It means so much to me. And if you found any value in this podcast, please leave a rating and review down below. It really helps to support my podcast and it's actually the best way to help other people discover as well. If you have any questions on anything I talked about today with myself or with my guests, please reach out. I'm only a DM away. You can find me on Instagram at Callie or reach out to me on my website as well at www.holebycali.com. Thank you for being here, sis, and you are really helping me to live out my dreams and my best life one day at a time, and I am internally grateful for you. Thank you for being here, and with so much love, I'll see you next week. With love, your spiritual sister.